It may not have been pretty, but Simeon Varlamov gets his first shutout of the year. Islanders blank the Senators 3 to nothing. We'll have our key takeaways from the game, plus some more thoughts about what did and did not happen at the trade deadline, including the extensions for Cal Clutterbuck and Zach Parise. All that and more coming up on today's episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Marcel with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, and welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Gil Martin, so glad to be with you today as we are every day. And thank you for being part of the Locked On Islanders family and for making Locked On Islanders your first listen of the day. If you've got something Islanders related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, a topic that you'd like us to discuss on the show, feel free to email us, the email address LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we are happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles, and you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, NYR, VSNYI. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings. And I am live tweeting during nearly every Islanders home and road game. So uh, I'll give you some instant insight and analysis. And it's always great to interact with fans during the game and really any time. Let's get started with last night's 3-0 win over the Ottawa Senators. First off, congratulations to Simeon Varlamov. You know, I have felt bad for Varley all year long. He started off with an injury in training camp, came back, ended up with COVID, ended up uh, struggling at first when he came back from the injury, really was having a hard time of it. And then, worst of all, whenever he did get into games, very little goal support for Simeon Varlamov. Well, today, he didn't need that much goal support. He gets the shutout and 24 saves for Varley in this game. You have to feel good for him to finally earn his first shutout of the year, and that was a definite plus for the New York Islanders. And look, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. This game was not a thing of beauty. The Islanders and the Senators really, for most of the contest, looked like two teams that are just definitely not going to make the playoffs. And we had a seven-minute stretch 
in the second period where neither team had a shot on goal. And if you want to watch good hockey, you want to see good scoring chances, some great saves, some open ice hits. Maybe uh, some people like to see the odd fight now and again. But you, you want to see scoring chances and saves and physicality. This game, for especially the first 40 minutes, really didn't have much of those good elements that make us love hockey. It was back and forth, a lot of movement, but not a lot of great scoring chances or a lot of great opportunities, not a lot of excitement. Let's put it that way. And once again, we had the old problem that the Islanders have that their best players were just not getting enough shots on goal. Brock Nelson, one shot on goal in the entire game. J.G. Pajot, none. Matthew Barzal, one shot on goal. Anders Lee finished with two, but had none through the first 40 minutes of the game. And, you know, look, through the first two periods of the game, when Ross Johnston has more shots on goal than uh, Matthew Barzal, that's a problem for the New York Islanders. Now, we'll talk again about some of the roster moves. Cal Clutterbuck, Kiefer Bellows, and Sebastian Ajo were the scratches for the Islanders. So what does that mean? Well, for one thing, Andy Green back in the lineup, we had Ross the Boss uh, filling in for Cal Clutterbuck, but why bench Kiefer Bellows and the Islander team is not made playoffs? This is your opportunity to get some of your younger guys some important experience and guys are not doing it. And look, you want the two points, okay? You always want the two points. But more importantly, build for the future because this year is not a playoff year. This has just, you know, been a rough year. A lot of things coming together, sort of a perfect storm as to why this team isn't doing well. But to me, you got to go with the younger guy. And the fact that the Islanders did not do that is certainly a disappointment. And we'll talk more about that a little bit later on. Uh, meanwhile, in this game, Brock Nelson assisting on three Islanders goals. He also won eight out of 12 face-offs. Matthew Barzal, a rare, excellent day in the face-off circle, winning six out of seven. Uh, a goal and an assist for Anders Lee. And how about Scotty Mayfield scoring for the first time in 20, 28 games, I think it was, but 20-something games, one goal, one assist, two points. He had the game winner. Uh, a solid all-around performance by Scotty Mayfield. And look, Mayfield was doing very well a month ago, and then he sort of struggled a little bit in recent weeks. So it was very good to see him play well in this game. And, you know, again, for the Islanders, defensively, they did pretty well, all things considered. And just enjoyed watching the the way they sort of slowed down Ottawa. Look, the seven minutes without a shot by either team on the defensive side, that's not a bad thing. On the offensive side, obviously, you want more than that. 
again, the Islanders sort of not really coming through with uh, a lot of shot chances, and you want to see more of that. But on this night, against this team, it was for the Islanders to get the win. Matt Martin, six hits in this game, four for Ross Johnston, uh, and four for Adam Pellick. So nice physicality, good overall team defense, but... This game, definitely not a work of art for the New York Islanders. And, you know, they have got to do better if they're going to win games against some of the better teams in this league. And hopefully we'll see them do more of that down the stretch. Look, I am not one of those guys who roots for his team to lose games. Uh, a few extra balls in the lottery, uh, NHL draft lottery especially when you know Arizona is ahead of you, Montreal is ahead of you, that's not really going to excite me. Getting this team's confidence back, getting them back on track, getting players to play better down the stretch, and giving the young guys more of a chance down the stretch, that to me is more exciting, and hopefully we'll see more of that uh, coming up in the last few weeks of the season. When we come back, we are going to push our farm report to tomorrow's show, but we will have some more thoughts on the trade deadline and the two contract extensions that the Islanders announced after the trade deadline, but it was a little too late for us to discuss it on our live show Monday, so we'll break that down, talk about some final thoughts on the inaction at the trade deadline, plus we have a four-time Stanley Cup winner as our Islanders' birthday of the day. All that and more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by HelloFresh. What is HelloFresh? Well, with HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh, pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. And that's why it's America's number one meal kit. HelloFresh has fit and wholesome recipes for satisfying and nutritious meals that you can feel good about with six recipes per week to choose from, including low-calorie and carb-conscious options. You can get your favorite dishes by swapping out one protein or side for another, upgrading for a more luxe experience, or even adding protein to a veggie meal. That means more choices, more variety, and more meals tailored especially for you. HelloFresh offers 50 menu and market items to choose from every week, including veggie, fit and wholesome, family-friendly and gourmet options, providing plenty of variety. So, right now, how does HelloFresh save you time? What are your favorite HelloFresh recipes? There are so many things to love about this product, and I have enjoyed it now since I started talking about it. Now, right now, Go to HelloFresh.com slash LOCKED16 and use code LOCKED16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. That's HelloFresh.com slash LOCKEDON16 and use code LOCKEDON16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts from HelloFresh. So the trade deadline is past us. And the Islanders did not make a move, much to everyone's disappointment. I think that most fans were looking for the team to sell off some of the veterans who 
you know, were on expiring contracts or even to free up some cap space. And Lou Lamorello was interviewed and he had spoken to the media about why he didn't make some moves. And one of the ones I'm most disappointed in, he said there was a lot of interest in Simeon Varlamov, but he he felt like he needed his two goalies and he ended up sticking with Varley. To me, you could have saved, let's say, two and a half to three million dollars on the cap next year by trading Varlamov, going with Ilya Sorokin as your starter, bringing in a less expensive backup, maybe even someone like Tomas Grice could return for a year, play 30, 35 games as the backup, but that's not the route that Lou Lamorello chose to take, and Varlamov remains an Islander. Look, you want to sign that sniper. You want to get that guy who's going to get you 30-plus goals. Snipers are one of the most expensive commodities in the NHL, and the Islanders, if they want to get one, are going to have to have enough cap space to do it. And trading Varlamov would have been a great way to free up some of that cap space. Now, it still could happen before the draft. It still could happen at any point during the upcoming off season. And maybe, maybe, and I, I have to give Lula Morello a lot of credit because he is in the Hockey Hall of Fame for a reason. And I respect his track record. But uh, maybe he is trying to, you know, jack up the market for Varlamov this coming offseason. That is a distinct possibility. Uh, As I said on the show live uh, yesterday, the thing about Zdeno Chara, I understand why you would want to keep him around, mostly because of the mentoring of Noah Dobson, and then to a lesser extent, uh, if you bring up Robin Salo, certainly Sebastian Ajo, these are guys who can learn a lot from being around Zdeno Chara, learning from him, just even just watching the way Big Z uh, prepares and plays for a game. So I didn't object so much to that. And I respect the fact that Lula Morello treats his players like people more than like property. And that was another thing that he mentioned in uh, several interviews about the trade deadline. But that being said, to me, extending Cal Clutterbuck and Zach Parise is a real gamble because these two guys are both on the wrong side of 30. Now, neither one of those deals are that expensive. They're both fairly reasonable as far as the cap hit is concerned. And I know that Barry Trotz and Lula Morello prefer to go with veterans. But the Islanders are the oldest team in the league, and too many guys are on the wrong side of 30 on this roster. That means it's a small window. Hockey right now, speed is important, and it's a young man's game, the NHL, in 2022. And the Islanders don't seem to be going that way. Now, you add another puck-moving defenseman next year, You add another solid 30-plus goal scorer, and maybe you do have enough in the tank to go for it. But seeing last night that the Islanders were still going with Andy Green in the lineup, Kiefer Bellows sitting, that to me was disappointing. Now you have, you know, 
five and a half, six weeks left in the season. You have, you know, 20 odd games left. I want to see Kiefer Bellows play in almost all of those games. I want to see either Sebastian Ajo or Robin Salo getting much more ice time. I know what Andy Green can do. I know what Zdeno Chara can do. I know what Cal Clutterbuck and and Matt Martin can do. Not that these guys are bad or that I want to get rid of them necessarily, but right now when you know you're not making the playoffs, got to turn to the kids. Got to play the kids. It's important. It's very, very important. And the Islanders, I'm afraid, are just not going to do it. And they're doubling down right now on the veterans. And while I respect Lou Lamorello and I respect Barry Trotz, I question whether or not bringing back both Parise and Clutterbuck, two players who are going to have diminishing returns, uh, is the right move for this team. We'll find out, but to me, uh, A, I don't know if I would have re-signed both of those players, but B, more importantly, you got to start playing the kids down the stretch you got to get the young players into the games and let's see what they can do. Right now, if they make a mistake, so what? So you lose a game. Uh, it only helps your draft position, but these kids, they have to learn. And the only way you learn or the best way you learn is by doing. Give me Oliver Wallstrom and Kiefer Bellows playing 17, 18 minutes a night. Give me... Robin Salo playing 17, 18, 19 minutes a night. Sebastian Ajo. Give me these guys and let's see what they could do. To me, that is the more important thing you can get from the remaining games of this season. Because let's face it, let's say there's 20 games left. If you win 12 of them or 14 of them or 7 of them, you're not making the playoffs either way. The net result is the same and you lose an opportunity to really see what some of these kids can do. When we come back, uh, a core of the four member is our Islanders' birthday of the day, and I'll give you a clue. He's a player who had his jersey retired by the New York Islanders. That and more still to come on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Have you tried the Puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best-tasting bars. Puffs are the first-ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They are a treat. And like all Built Bars, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite, and there's no need to wonder why. Listen to some of these incredible flavors. Yummy, cinnamony, churro, Coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. So good. These are going to be your new favorites. And look, like all built bars, they're low calorie, high protein, high fiber. Uh, you, you can't beat it. I mean, most built bars contain 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and 4 net carbs while packing 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar that has about 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar and dozens of net carbs. At Built Bar, they're all about the taste. They make it taste delicious first, then figure out how to make it healthy. And I don't know how, but they pull it off every time. 
Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day. And uh, today is the 65th birthday. Yeah, this, this one makes me feel old. Today, John Tanelli becomes a senior citizen. And JT, uh, a Milton, Ontario native, drafted by the Islanders in the second round back in 1977. But when they drafted him, he had already played two seasons with the Houston Arrows of the WHA, uh, playing, you know, a little bit with Gordie Howe and the Howe uh, brothers. Uh, Overall spent three seasons with the Arrows of the WHA, scored more than 20 goals in two of them, and then joined the Islanders in time for the 78-79 season, was on all four Stanley Cup winning teams, and remained with the Isles till late in the 85-86 season when he was dealt to the Calgary Flames, later played for the LA Kings, Chicago Blackhawks, and made a little brief appearance for the Quebec Nordique before hanging up his skates after the 91-92 season. John Tonelli played in 1,028 NHL games, 325 goals, 836 points, 911 penalty minutes, add 172 playoff games, 40 goals, and 115 points in those. He also played 224 WHA games and 34 WHA playoff games. So you're talking about a guy who really played a lot of hockey, and I must add, played it quite well over the course of his career. JT, uh, 35 goals for the Islanders in 81-82, 31 goals in 82-83, 42 goals and 100 points in 1984-85. Those were career best marks, and we're going to go back and look at one of John Tonelli's better games with the Islanders, and there were so many but we're going to go look at December 18th, 1984 at the Nassau Coliseum. Islanders going up against the Winnipeg Jets. Mark Berend is the goalie for Winnipeg. Billy Smith is the netminder for your New York Islanders. And Winnipeg got on the board first. Morris Lukowicz, his fourth from Andrew McBain, five minutes and 14 seconds in. Islanders trailing one to nothing. But John Tonelli, our Islanders' birthday of the day, answers with his 18th from Bob Bourne and Dennis Potvan. Eight minutes in, it's 1-1. 25 seconds later, though, Tomas Steen is 10th from Doug Smale. Winnipeg back on top. Isles trail 2-1. But John Tonelli, our Islanders' birthday of the day, answers late in the period. His 19th from Bob Bourne at 16.06 after 20 minutes. We're all tied at 2-2. Two and two. In the second period, John Tonelli completes the hat trick. It's a power play goal for JT, and it's his 20th of the year. Dennis Potvan, the only assist at 9-10 of the period, and the Islanders had a 3-2 lead. Bob Bourne makes it 4-2. Brent Sutter and Stefan Pearson with the assist at 16-09 of the second, and then Greg Gilbert, his fifth, from Dwayne Sutter and Pat LaFontaine at 18.33. In the third, Greg Gilbert strikes again his sixth unassisted. Pat LaFontaine adds to the Islanders' lead his eighth from Greg Gilbert. 
And then Winnipeg gets two late goals, one by Tomas Steen, one by Dave Babich. The Steen goal on the power play, assisted by Dale Howardchuk and Randy Carlisle. For the game, uh, well, Brian Hayward, first of all, relieving Mark Barron late in the game. Uh, Barron gave up all seven goals. Billy Smith, 30 saves to earn the win. But for our Islanders' birthday of the day, John Tonelli, three goals, the hat trick. He was a plus two, five shots on goal. Uh, that placed him second on the team, only behind Mike Bossy, who had six. John uh, Tonelli, scrappy, skilled, just one of those guys that you always can use on your team, sort of the perfect uh, second-line guy for the New York Islanders for so many years. John Tonelli, one of the Islanders' all-time greats, is our Islanders' birthday of the day. Tomorrow, when we come back, we will have our farm report. We will preview the game against the Boston Bruins, and we'll have a lot more. Look, hopefully the Islanders can run with it and play well down the stretch. And again, I hope as we get later in the season, more and more minutes and more and more games will be available for some of the younger players in this lineup. Thanks again for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Host Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone help you become the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. And of course, let's go Islanders.